Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Bodacast from the woods, the middle of nowhere. I have returned to what I call my social media addiction, what I outlet it into, which is Boda. I am joined today by Chris and a special guest joining us for the Ravens point of view. I've got Omar. Omar, thank you for joining us. Uh, can you still fit through doorways? That's my first question. Uh, yeah, as of right now, I can. Um, quarantine's been been okay to me. Uh, so yeah, it's been okay. <laughs> all right, well, we'll get the shoulder work on a little bit more, all right? We'll get that. And also, actually, before we start, um, from the Ravens fan perspective, before we even get into the whole, like, preview, tell everyone about your uh, your flip-flops. That's one thing I remember. That's, like, one of my favorite rivalry things ever. Uh, the Ravens, yeah. Wait, so w- which, which, uh, which rivalry are you talking about? So the, the Steelers flip-flops, that was you, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So, um, yeah, a little bit of history on this. I'm, I've been a Ravens fan since I started watching football back in 2001. Um, so, you know, I've known James for a little bit now. And, um, you know, I got some Steelers flip-flops. So it originated by a joke gag gift by my Steelers uh, <laughs> friend, fan, um, from high school. And you know what I did? I started using them for the shower, for the bathroom, you know, really, really dirty things. So I started wearing them for that. <laughs> Get the runoff onto the Steelers, which <laughs> exactly. as a Browns fan, as a Ravens fan, you can, <laughs> even as a Patriots fan, you can appreciate it. I think, I think that's just universal fuck the Steelers, right? Right off the bat. But um, now let's just get into it. Ravens preview. Uh, obviously went into last year, one of the last year's playoffs as a big favorite. Lamar having the MVP, uh, I mean Ingram. Ingram was a stud all year, got hurt against the Browns and kind of stumbled him a bit. Uh, and then the Titans came in and uh, went on their Cinderella ways. But a lot of people, a lot of people expect Lamar to regress this year. I personally am not actually one of those people, which hurts me to say, I, I don't see it. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure off of that huge season, he's going to decline a bit. That's just statistics. But I don't see like a heavy production or like a heavy, heavy decline. For him. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, just to you know, input here a little bit. Um, I think that's those are good points. The regression to the mean is a huge thing. You know, it's been used a few times. With, you know, speaking on Lamar, even on Mark Ingram as well. We'll get into the you know boom bust and lock mm-hmm. portion as well. But um, I think that's a good point. Lamar's regression as far as touchdowns. I believe the stat was nine percent of his pass attempts resulted in a touchdown. Something um, like that which is insane. Um, so yeah, he'll probably regress there, but you know, another stat would be his 400 pass attempts last year, which was right with Drew Brees who missed, I think it was like six games. So, you know, you're talking about his pass attempts are probably going to go up. So yards, it can go up more attempts, you know, it can, can, you know, the other areas, more rushing attempts from the pass attempts, you know, from the, you know, higher pass volume in terms of that goes. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, statistically could go down a bit as far as touchdowns go, but you know, as far as his actual production fantasy-wise, he'll probably still be top two, three quarterback up there with Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I think personally, I'm probably not going to end up reaching for him, but that's not like a him thing. That's just a me drafting quarterbacks late thing. That's just my mentality with it. Um, notable departure, though, that I think we should talk about is Hayden Hurst, who was kind of slept on a bit. I'm a, I like me some South Carolina football, but uh, him and Andrews had a real great thing going. I don't, I don't think they really filled that slot too well, um, or at all, if we're going to be really honest, digging deep enough. Uh, I think even before we get into it, I think 
you could see a decline in Andrews, if anything. But I, yeah. I, I think balancing out with that, Marquise is going to boom, too. I think he, like, with his healthy, he apparently was playing with a foot injury last year, mm-hmm. uh, and he still had a pretty, like, stellar performance. For most fantasy teams, uh, depending on what you were running, I, Adam has loved him. Um, I think with a healthy foot, whatever they're going to do in the backfield, I think this Ravens offense is going to be horrifying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, like you just said, the departure of Hayden Harris, but honestly, you know, he was more of a replacement for the Mark Andrews role. If Andrews mm-hmm. stays healthy, you got Nick Boyle in there doing the blocking and doing the hard work, and you got, I mean, five running backs. Um, you know, I mean, maybe they're going to get Justice Hill involved in the passing game. You know, they drafted, um, what was his name? Um, uh, Devin from, from oh. Texas. You know, um, and then, like you said, uh, Hollywood Brown, injured last year looking to take that step forward as a wide, you know, wide receiver one. So I think those are good points there. Chris, you got any thoughts on this one? Exactly what Omar and you have been saying. Uh, the big picture, I think, is Lamar, obviously. But, I mean, like you said earlier, of course there's going to be a little regression, but I don't see much compared to at 400 pass attempts. That's probably going to go up, like you guys were saying. He knows how to run with the ball. Mark Ingram... Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown. I it's gonna be a scary offense this year. I think Very my scary. favorite my favorite thing to look at for this is I think uh Ingram could have ended up in another situation where he's like backing Kamara, where he's like that handcuffed guy. Because I think JK Dobbins, both of them outstanding running backs. But I think JK yeah. Dobbins could very well step into being like a young back role like Kamara did in New Orleans, Jesus. And um and just take over. Uh, I don't doubt anything Harbaugh can do. He's the better of the Harbaugh's. Um, he, it's just going to be so dynamic. It's really unfortunate. Like, we got the Brad Snook one good win last year, and that was my highlight of the year. And then it was <laughs> the next game. And I, I don't even see them splitting the series this year. I think the if I look at the numbers right, I believe, yeah, they are projected at 11 wins, which I think is short. Yeah. I, I think they're a 13 team plus. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, what Vegas has them like 11 and a half. Yeah, I completely yeah, agree. I think 11, um, 11 and a half. Yeah, like 13, I would go with. And even if we're going like really cutting it thin, 12. But looking at their schedule, I mean, some winnable games. They're great at home. Um, their defense. I mean, if we're just going, some I got some fun tidbit stats here for you guys. Oh, um, the Ravens defense. So we got they're <laughs> second in the league in completion percentage allowed, um, tied for fourth in passing yards allowed per attempt, which is the stat I like better than just overall passing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, tied for second in passing touchdowns allowed. Also, now these are second and fourth behind. I mean, 49ers defense obviously was great, and then the New England Patriots all-time great pass defense, but Ravens are right up there with them. And then they were third in first down percentage and second in passer rating allowed. Um, so, I mean, these are all great stats on their defense, and you could argue they actually got better, probably, um, with the addition of Patrick okay. Queen showing up the middle there, um, getting some pass rush help. So, I, you know, I think I think 11 and a half is an easy over there. I don't know what you guys, you know, I know James, you're no, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it. 11 and a half is an easy over. If you're not taking the over on that, you're insane. Uh, I think they're matched up NFC. No, they matched up NFC East this year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it looks yeah, like it. They, I mean, judging off of how the NFC East finished last year, that should be a run. I mean, especially, especially if one of the teams 
that was mentioned by Jamal Adams being the Ravens get Jamal Adams. Horrifying. Oh my goodness. That's that's a scary thought to me. That is not okay. Other than the Chiefs, other than the Chiefs, I do not see a way that the uh, the Ravens don't own the whole entire AFC, and that is saying if the Chiefs are the only people in their way, that's saying a lot because the Chiefs can only regress because they, I mean, they've lost some players. Their salary cap is horrible. It's I I see the Ravens as the number one team in the AFC, easily. I mean, we got that matchup coming back. It looks like the 28th? Yeah, September 28th. Night game. I'm not actually sure if it's Sunday or Monday. I'm going to assume it's a Sunday night game. I'll be, I'm I'm going to be watching that game. That, that was great. It, it, it's going to be the new rivalry. It's going to be the new Patriots Colts, which I hate that I just did that. But it's it's a thing. It's going to be the new fun, fun rivalry. And I'm so excited to see these two young guns go at it and compete for that. But I, I do have to agree with Chris. I think the Ravens have done a better job building through the draft this offseason, getting some good free agents. I forgot they got um, a Fowler. Oh, my God. Blanket. Dude, they traded nothing for him. I don't know. Oh, Clayus Campbell. Clayus Campbell, thank you. They picked oh, yeah. up Clayus Campbell. Which still don't understand that trade. That Huge was, addition for nothing. I don't know yeah. how they managed to get Clayus Campbell for, I think, less than a third. Yeah. Um, boom bust sleeper boys. Let's go. Yeah. So we. Yeah. Do we want to run all through them first, or are we going one at a time here? Let's go. Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. Bust, bust, bust. Sleeper sleeper. Cool. Uh, so boom. I got. I mean, I think we're all gonna probably have the same boom here. I'm gonna go Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Um, We are talking about it. I mean, if you look at his first five weeks before the injury versus after the injury, he was almost a different guy. This guy that beat you with speed, Antonio Brown's cousin. So what comes with that, I mean, playmaking ability and then a little bit of the attitude too, you know, a little bit of the, you know, showmanship. But, hey, might be good on the young offense, might be be a welcome sight with uh, the lack of that against the Titans. Um, But, yeah, I'm looking for Hollywood Brown to have a really good season. Um, There were some comparisons to his last year at Oklahoma. I believe it was like 86 receptions for like 1,300 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Some touchdowns. I think that's a good ceiling for him. Um, if he's healthy all year. Big if, but um, I think that's my definitely my boom for the Ravens offense. Yeah, I think staying healthy is going to be his key, like you said. But I, I don't see any way Marquise Brown doesn't dominate in his second year. I, I mean, I think he takes a huge step and it just becomes the guy. I think he's going to be one of the new like best receivers in the NFL. They're going to be talking about him and A.J. Brown be brown and brown like you talk about julio and ab or topped i mean obviously deandre hopkins now but i think uh marquise is kind of the guy i think he's gonna become the guy chris <laughs> say my name dude i can't hear you at all i don't know why. i'm just like out there what are you doing boomer bust yeah who's your boom for the ravens yeah all right well obviously lamar um, wow, big pick. <laughs> the boom is the I know, I know, but <laughs> very it, bold. It's going to be. I just think that he has a lot to go up on. He had a stellar season last year, don't get me wrong, but now people are watching him. Now he knows his receivers just a little, another year, a little better. Uh, I think the biggest hit is like you were saying about Hayden Hurst on tight end, but it's not like Mark Andrews can't catch. Oh, Mark can Andrews grab that start, second though. tight end or just play with one. Mm-hmm. Throw that one in there. Uh, 
his route running, the offensive line knows what to look for, where to block for him. I think he can only go up, and I think he's going to have an unreal year with yards, uh, passing yards, running yards, everything. Do you want to call for a repeat MVP right now? Oh, you want to do it? I can't see it for the first game. I don't know who to look Uh, for. (laughs) You don't know what business we're in, do you? (laughs) So we'll snake it back. So hit us with your boom or your boss now. Brian? With me. Chris, who? Who's your bust? Oh, my bust. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know what's going on. Uh, my bust uh, is going to be... Truthfully, um, Marcus Peters is still on the Ravens, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to... I was like, I'm not sure if he got traded. I think he's going to be my bust. Just... You know, we're talking in fantasy terms, right? <laughs> Oh, Marcus Peters is your fantasy boss. I'm gonna My watch fantasy boss. Yes, because he can't be in fantasy. Probably. Hmm. Can I pick RG three? Yes. I'll, no, I'll allow you to pick RG three. RG three. Sure My fantasy boss. Good God. Friggin' uh, Zach picks Jalen Hurd as the sleeper for the Niners, so I'll allow anything at this point. <laughs> Omar, I'll let you go next. Give me your bust. Yeah, bust. Um, So, it's not... Bust only because the production was crazy, so Mark Ingram yeah. is my bust. Um, A couple reasons. One, he had a crazy... He had, like, five receiving touchdowns on, like, 20 targets, Um, which is, I mean, insane. Um, yeah. And then he had... <laughs> Under, I think he was like a right around the 200 carry mark. I mean, I know he missed a few games at the end of the season. Um, and I think the, the drafting of J.K. Dobbins means something. I mean, maybe it's going to cut into Gus Edwards. He'll probably be, you know, relegated to the bench. But I think the J.K. Dobbins thing, look for like mid-season for Dobbins. I mean, I, look, I watched him in college. That kid was a tank. Mm-hmm. Um, he reminds me so much of Nick Chubb. And I think uh, that's going to definitely eat away a little bit of Mark Ingram. Even if Ingram gets the same carries, same touches, he's due for a downward turn in his touchdowns at the very least. So that's my bust. And as much as he doesn't want to admit it, he's going into his age 30 season. (laughs) Running back decline. It's how it goes. Um, What's funny, though, is James brought up the exact thing that you just said. The minute Dobbins got picked, James goes, Dude, he reminds me just of he exactly like Nick Chubb, powerhouse. Yeah. He's like, all right, all right. I don't want to do. He's hard to tackle. Right. I'm telling you, I'm gonna get you some college football this year. Um, who's my bust? Oh, um, Mark Andrews. I feel like Hayden Hurst had a lot more than we're seeing there. Uh, Nick Boyle, he said, was their other tight end. I don't have a lot of faith in him just staying as like the blocking guy. I know he's been around, but. I think you'll, you're going to see a split. I think actually on the other end of that, I'll say is now, <laughs> sneak preview. I think Hayden Hurst has a huge year in Atlanta, but I think Mark, or Mark Andrews you see on a strong decline. Yeah, I can see that. Sleeper. I, I don't know if he's much of a sleeper. I, I guess, I mean, I want to go Dobbins, but I think people are expecting Dobbins. I don't <laughs> think that's a sleeper pick. Um... That's a good pick. You could pick him. I mean, you know, people aren't drafting him too high. I think that's a solid. I'll take it. I'll take Dobbins because I think you're right. By midseason, 
he's gonna start crushing. It, even if that ankle comes back up with uh, Ingram, I, give him one opportunity, and you're be like, wow, yeah. this is why we drafted this guy. And you're gonna see more rushes at him. So I think I'll lock JK. I agree. Plus uh, Ohio State running backs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go next. Um, yeah, I mean, he's my sleeper. <laughs> Not to, uh, but look, man, I, I, look, watching that draft, um, there was one guy I wanted. I needed a middle linebacker for my Ravens, and they got that pit with Patrick Queen. And oh. then the next pick, I'm staring at the screen for 13 straight picks, seeing J.K. Dobbins on the screen as an available player, and I'm praying he holds until the Ravens come up. I'm I, and you can ask anyone I was in the room with, <laughs> just my girlfriend, but I jumped up screaming when they got J.K. Dobbins. I was so pumped. Kid's a beast. Um, I'm really excited for him. So that's my sleeper. I mean, if we're gonna just to pick somebody different, I mean the Devin. Uh, to, for, to I don't know how to say his last name, but he's really good too. Yeah, that that he's an athlete. He had over a hundred catches at Texas last year. Um, so if you're looking for like a legit deep sleeper last round of the draft pick, just to have him on your team to avoid waivers, uh, go with the you know receiver from Texas. Uh, that might not be a bad pick either. He made Sam Ellinger look good, which is hard. <laughs> like a lot. Not a good quarterback. I'll die on that sword. <laughs> I have, I have a lot of faith in a lot of dumb quarterbacks. Not in Sam Ellinger. Uh, Chris, what do you got on your sleeper? I was going to go with Dobbins, but... Uh, <laughs> you can go with Dobbins. It's fine. It's the smart choice. No, I'll, I'll switch it up. I'll give you guys a strange pick here. How about Chris Moore? All right. I mean, he last season, he only had three receptions. 2018 <laughs> and 2017, he had 18 and 19, respectfully. But okay. I Lamar has... If he starts to use his wide receivers a lot more this year, defenses are going to look for him to run more. Maybe that <laughs> that wide receiver three can come in clutch and uh, <laughs> over 20 receptions. You know, I hope that works out for you. You have a very interesting boom-bust sleeper for this. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, real quick on that. That's that's it's whoever. You know what? That's not a bad pick because it's really whoever's going to be that second receiver. So another one I just bring up real quick would be Go Miles Boykin. Um, oh yeah. You know he was drafted last year. He was a rookie, second year player. Now like, he's fast. He's big. He's strong. He can catch. Uh, you know I don't know what happened last year again. Probably because they didn't pass enough. But you know if if whoever's that second, whether it's Chris Moore or Miles Boykin, whoever's opposite of Marquise Brown, I think. I think has a chance uh, for some for some fantasy value there. I can see it. I can very well see it. Um, I don't think any of those are bad picks, to be honest. I'd say Boykin over, but that's just me. Um, let's keep it purple. Let's move over. Let's talk about some Vikings, all right? They've had a pretty weird offseason so far. They've done a lot of things pretty decently and a lot of things that are kind of scaring me on their side. Um, obviously, big departure, Kevin Stefanski, who was doing great things with their offense, made CJ Ham relevant. Um, <laughs> Kirk Cousins is a big question mark going into it. I mean, he's ready to play, but is he good? Is going to be the like surrounding thing around him. Um, is he good after eight, I guess, would be the better one. Da -da -da -da. Stefan Diggs, gone. In Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson, in. Now, they're not the same type of receiver. That's obvious. I do think he could fill a position well. I don't know where they're going to go offensively with this. Oh, wow. I forgot to mention the big one. Dalvin Cook potentially holding out. That's the one that scares me. That's the big one. Yep. That's the big one. 
I, I don't know if I was really buying into Dalvin Cook uh, this year. He helped me out a lot last year, but that last, like, those playoff pushes, man, that's really what make or break, like, players. And he screws you every time. Um, just not have good legs. But I, I don't know. This scares me off. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do offensively. They're a very run-heavy team. They're they're good at airing it out with Thielen and Diggs, but now they just have Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph, who's 30-something years old now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think Justin Jefferson will have an ability to shine there. But I don't know if I have as much faith in them returning to the playoffs. Yeah, no. Um, no. The Vikings, I mean, a well-coached team. They're tough. Hard mm-hmm. nose. Um, their defense was definitely exposed a little bit last year with Xavier Rhodes. So he leaves uh, the Colts. God, I think he's the Colts problem that. now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, their front seven's legit. It's their secondary. It's the question mark for me. And then, like you said, the elephant in the room is Dalvin Cook. Is he going to play? And you know what? Even if he does play, which would be obviously a great addition, he does have his injury problems. So they have a great backup, obviously, in Alexander Madison. But, you know, Kirk Cousins at the helm, losing Stephon Diggs. Your tight end's basically just a basketball player. Can't really run. I mean, you know. Yeah, so, honestly. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I think they definitely have some some question marks. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really uh, what scares me off. But Chris, go ahead. Of both ends, I, I think Omar and you bring up a good point. Kirk Cousins, potentially no Dalvin Cook. Adam Thielen kind of had a, a very slow year last year. He was injured for part of last year too, wasn't he? Am I might say be that wrong. again? I think he was injured for part of last year. He was for part, but it was only a few games. It was uh, a thumb injury, if I remember correctly. But I don't remember I, off the top of my head, but I'll believe you. <laughs> still, I mean, like you said, with the coming in of Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. in this the secondary, he's kind of known for giving up big games. Now it is, at least. <laughs> I don't know uh, how much faith I put in them, but the Vikings have been a strong team for a while, and they tend to usually fight for the playoffs, so... I don't see them not making the playoffs, but I see them spectacularly choking again. They're very good at that. Oh yeah, against the Saints. Blair Walsh. No, 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 no. They've they've gotten the Saints each time. They got Kyle Rudolph last oh, year, and then Stephon Diggs right. was the one before that. The awful tackle. The crazy craziness, man. <laughs> um, okay. how much? What do you think is the biggest affecting factor? Is it? Stefanski leaving is a Dalvin Cook, even Emerson Griffin, who or Emerson Griffin, who they didn't re-sign at 32, but still a solid defensive end. What what do you think is the big like deciding factor, or even Stephon Diggs too? What's going to be the big pivot in their season? I mean, you could put all of that in a box and put a bow on it and <laughs> have it as the answer. I mean, honestly, like yeah. it's so you just named three major question marks. Really, everything besides their actual quarterback so it's funny because now the most consistent thing on that offense is probably Kirk Cousins and you know I mean they're over under this year is is nine nine wins so are you betting on Kirk Cousins feeling and the potential for Dalvin Cook to miss time on nine wins I mean yeah maybe maybe I mean they're well coached but Stefanski leave is a huge thing too so it's tough. That's it's a tough, tough, tough team to pick. I, I think. I think I'm gonna take the under on that. I'm gonna, think I'm gonna take them at like an eight and eight. I, don't <laughs> think they, I think they miss. I think they get eight and eight. 
I'd have to actually look at the schedule and break it down a little bit more. But I can see an even split on there. Yeah, this might be a good right one here. to go like team oh, by sorry. team. If I can pull it up. No, no, you can go. Hey, Chris, if you had anything to say, I wanted to just look up their schedule here. Chris, what? you got anything to say on the, uh, they're projected, uh, nine wins? Uh... No. <laughs> I haven't seen we, this is such a clusterfuck of a season, because one, it's still kind of in the air with everything of COVID. We right. really haven't had, like, OTAs are kind of in the, everything is in the air, so I think come preseason we'll see them more, but you gotta think of all the players that would usually be up and training around now. A lot of them have been sitting at home for a couple months. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what to say. Nine wins. I don't see them having a problem with that. But at the same time, you they, very... don't, they might not have Dalvin Cook. They lost Stephon Diggs. Like, I have a very hard time buying into this team as a double-digit win team. Really? Yeah. Their schedule, it's not hard, but, you know, because they are in the NFC North, so you're going to get the Bears, you're going to get the Lions twice. So uh, they go against the Panthers, the Jaguars. I mean, they could go 9-7, and 10-6, and six just because their schedule is really not that hard. But, like, mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to skip. Like, you know, if they're your playoff matchup and, you know, you know come, come December, I don't think you're like, oh, no, the Vikings, you know? So... I think I think it's winnable. Um, yeah, I, you know I might even bet the over. If, I'm not a betting man, but I'll go the over with the schedule. Wow. If Dalvin Cook plays, if Dalvin Cook plays, if, big if. <laughs> big asterisks if Dalvin yeah. Cook plays. Huge. All right, so let's break it down. Let's go boom bust sleeper. Cool. Um, I will kick off with my boom. Uh, I think you get another big season out of Adam Thielen. I don't think that's a shock. Uh, it's hard to bet against him. He's going to have a decline in production, but he's still the number one guy. And he's still a stud. I'll take Adam Thielen as my boom. For, like, yeah. yeah. It's hard to bet against him. Anytime I do, I end up screwing myself. So, <laughs> Way to go, Adam. Chris, you want to go next? Uh, I I agree, man. I actually agree. You oh, actually agree? You're going with, uh, going with Adam? Yeah, yeah. I was looking through their roster, trying to pick somebody on their offense to be like a, a legit boom. Um... I mean, the hard, you could, the hard thing about it is you have to rely on Kirk. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, that's the, the arm, thing. The big question mark. So, like, <laughs> as as good as he is, how good is Kirk going to be that day? You know, oh, you know that's going to be my sleeper. Oh, I don't want to give anything away. No, Ooh. the boom, the boom. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go Thielen too. That's my boom. Also, for okay. the same you said, he's the only guy there. Justin Jefferson's still going to be, you know, young, learning the offense. You know, he might be a, a second half of the season guy. Um, but if Thielen stays healthy, I, there's no reason why he's not almost 100 catches for 1,200 yards and, like, eight touchdowns. Sweet. Couldn't agree more. Chris, who do you got? Uh, oh, my boom. It's going to be Kyle Rudolph. I don't believe you. Why? I, I do not believe you for one second. Why? <laughs> what, what about this makes it not, you not believe me? Kyle Rudolph going into his 30-plus season. I think is, of all the people, like like you guys were just saying, we don't know. I just said Adam Thielen is going to be my bus because I don't think he has it in him. Mm. I, okay. He has been inconsistent so much now. I, I don't know if he has it. You're going to bring up inconsistency and then pick Kyle Rudolph as your Okay, fine. But in this day and age, what do you go through? 
you always your tight end is tight ends are valuable. You're not wrong. Yes, but then again, we bring up Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know where to go with my boom. You want me to pick Justin Jefferson? <laughs> uh, Justin Jefferson still no way to buy on that one. Um, all right, I'm gonna so go with Rudolph. You're gonna go with Rudolph. So who's your your bust is Adam Thielen? You said right. Adam Thielen is my bust. Yes. Okay, and... my bust. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, lead the way. No, I mean I think it's an easy one to pick. Dalvin as the bust. Uh, but I'm gonna go Kyle Rudolph because you're a moron. <laughs> Like, what? Maybe even Madison. Madison's good, but I'm still not buying in on him. I, they have a really good fullback that they could use as blocking, but I don't know. I'm not having faith in giving Kirk time in the pocket or Kyle Rudolph. I'm not having faith in Alexander Madison being a full-on productive RB1. So, yeah, I'm going to go Kyle Rudolph. Also, we're circling around that we're just calling Kirk the bust. <laughs> like, Every single yeah, thing right. <laughs> so, barring Kirk Cousins, Kyle Rudolph, Omar, yeah. Yeah, I think that that was uh, that's almost exactly what we're doing. It's like, hey, you know, maybe him if Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm gonna not pick Kirk Cousins though. Having said that, okay. I think the combination of COVID, the holdout, mm-hmm. injury problems. I think Dalvin Cook's going to be the bust with kind of – there's only so many things that can go wrong before you're, you, something actually bad happens. So I could see Dalvin Cook being the bust. You know, as far as a first-round running back goes, uh, you know, maybe he'll be an RB2 type, like a Melvin Gordon. Like, even though his talent, I think, is better, I think that might be what we're in store for, not Zeke, you know, from last year, um, as far as, as, as the bust goes. And I think the Stefanski leaving thing, look, I think that matters. It's a, it's a running – style and the, and the offense was really really beneficial for Dalvin Cook and I think that's uh that's gonna that's gonna hurt him even when he comes back if I can see it also having no time I didn't even think of this having no time to really like work out in the offseason and figure out the offense just looking at it on paper it's gonna hurt a lot of teams this year I agree it's gonna be real interesting <laughs> um so sleeper time baby Omar kick it yeah, um, I almost went with a different sleeper, but I remembered while we were talking about tight ends. I'm actually going to go with Irv Smith as my sleeper. Really? Um, okay. So, this look, watch him at Alabama a couple years ago. I was like, this guy is an athlete. He catches everything. His blocking is a question mark. So, like, is he going to be on the field? Well, he got on the field a little bit last year, um, was making plays, yards after the catch, which is something I think Kirk Cousins really benefits from considering – his arm's not the sh- strongest thing. He's kind of playing with like a water gun there. Um, so I think Irv Smith might be might be somebody who, you know, second half, again, these second half of the season type things. But I think once he's on the field, I think he'll make plays considering the loss of Stephon Diggs. They're going to need somebody else to kind of, you know, get those targets. Um, so I think he might be a good, a good buy late type, um, you know, for a little bust there. For boom, I mean. Okay. Um, Chris, you want to go or want me to take it? I'll go. I got a nice sleeper, actually. Uh, depending on Dalvin Cook, obviously. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike Boone for my sleeper. He was their second leading rusher last year. Wow. Uh, last year, 49 attempts, 273 yards, three touchdowns. So, obviously, without Dalvin Cook there, they're going to have to change it up. And I'm assuming if Dalvin Cook does not play, they're going to have 
him as their main, and then probably Madison. Amir Abdullah as their second. Which Amir is Amir Abdullah? Is he's on their team. Minnesota. He's on. That's one of those moves that you just realize later on. You're like, when the hell did that even happen? You just see him on like the waiver wire because somebody goes down. Anyway, but it all depending on Dalvin Cook. Um, I really think he has a chance of being the starter running back, and if he can fit in Dalvin Cook's shoes, we can see a big year out of him. So, my sleeper, my sleeper is a little bit deep. Um, this is somebody I've actually I've loved for a little bit. Loved him out of the draft, however many years ago that was. Um, I think three now. He's been he was injury prone in Tennessee. Um, Kind of got pushed back. Didn't really have a good quarterback. But Tajay Sharp is a reception machine. And just like the same idea with having, like, a wide receiver three, if Jefferson and Thielen are, like, pulling coverage, Tajay's going to be there. And he's great with that. He was awesome at UMass. He really shined, which isn't hard to shine in, like against any team UMass is playing or on a UMass team. But, I mean, they've produced some good players in the past. So I'm going to stick with my UMass faith. Um, and I'm going to go with Tajay. I like it, actually. Yeah. Tajay could be someone you see on the waiver wire down the road. I'm probably not going to draft him. But, like, down the road, waiver wire pickup, Tajay Sharp. Stay tuned. Um, off of that, though, let's keep it in the NFC. I'm going to loop back to AFC after. We're going to talk some Seahawks. Perennial playoffs. Man who just does not age, but keeps getting better, Russell Wilson. Does he hit his cap, boys? Are we seeing the peak? Is he, is he going down? Because for some reason, he just still pulls ridiculous stuff out. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think uh, a lot of people were looking for him to have a regression last year, too. And it's going to be like that Tom Brady syndrome where it's like, oh, this is the year he's going to go down. This, this is the year he's going to go down. But I mean, last I think... year, looking at him, he was MVP. He was in the MVP conversation. <laughs> yeah. Until the end, he was like the third vote, I think. Yeah, I think I think I'll wait for him to actually be playing poorly to then pick against him. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where I'm at. He's never he's finally has weapons, right? Um, I'm not confident. I, I like their backfield. I'm not super confident in it. Just another injury thing um, with Carson, Penny, and uh, also Carlos Hyde was like a workhorse. People don't give him enough credit. Show some love yeah. to Carlos. It's a clutch uh, pickup. So, I don't want to talk about it too deep yet, but because I have someone that might be on my bus side, that would be a big one. Chris, I know you're a big Tyler Lockett guy, though, so tell me your projection on Tyler this year. Yeah. Um, well, first off, let's start with Russell. Mm-hmm. He is probably one of the most versatile quarterbacks there is in the league. The man can make anything out of nothing again and again. You can never sleep on Russell Wilson. And now he has... DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, no Doug Baldwin, sadly. Stop uh, bringing up. I love, <laughs> I love Doug East. Um, but Tyler Lockett is one of those players, literally since he came into the league, I've been obsessed with him. And now he's, I don't know, it, really him and DK really splitting that number one. Mm-hmm. But if, when you need a, a receiver for your long range, However, my mind's going crazy. I can't think of the word, but it Lockett's the one that's going to get there, and it really depends on coverage, but he brings those down. He's fast. He's versatile. 
he's very flexible. He can make those catches. So I just love Lockett. I think he has a great chance, and he connects well with Russell Wilson. So yeah. receiving, I don't think, is any issue. I think that's a great point with um, with Lockett. Like, I think over the past two years, the stats of Russell Wilson passing the Lockett, it's like it's number one in the NFL, but like by a lot. And then, which is crazy, because Lockett's like five foot eight. Um, and uh, and I think you know that combined with with Metcalf, which is like the, almost a complete opposite type of receiver, huge, unbelievable, crazy, mm-hmm. measurable athlete. And it's funny, you know, him beating the Eagles last year in the playoffs. It coming down to you know him making the catch, whereas JJ Arthega Whiteside they drafted over DK Metcalf. Being <laughs> where he's seen. Was that uh, a straight shot at Hirsch? <laughs> straight, straight shot. You can bring it up. We I, you know we <laughs> talked about it, but it's like one of those things where it's like, damn, I wish I had that guy. And that's what Metcalf is. It's like he comes off the bus. You're like, damn, we have to verse him. So I think that combined with Lockett, who's going to make this every catch, he's going to make every catch. The question yeah. marks for the Seahawks, it's going to be, I think, as always, that offensive line. Um, and then it's going to be Chris Carson's health, his fumbling issues, Rashad Penny. I know he's been injured as well. I mean, I I don't really know who the lead dog's going to be. You you mentioned Carlos Hyde, solid guy, but like, he's not going to kill anything. I think it's going to go on Russell Wilson's shoulders again. I think he's going to make it work with whoever's out there. And I think, I mean, I'm not picking against the Seahawks really. Uh, I'm trying to see the win totals here. Seahawks we got as a nine also. I'll probably go over. I'd take the over on it. We yeah. have to mention for James, too. What? His boy, Philip Dorsett, is now a Seahawks. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's right. <laughs> and... I was going to jokingly pick Greg Olson as my fantasy sleeper <laughs> in Seattle, but I guess I'll go Philip. Oh, forgot about Greg, too. <laughs> but, I mean, the Seahawks are all around. They're a scary team. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you know what their over-under is? It was nine. Nine? Mm -hmm. I think they can smash that. I didn't actually look up their schedule. I don't know what their (laughs) schedule is, but I don't see them having any problem. Um, Another big question comes in at tight end. I mean, besides joking about Greg Olson, um, who also, did you guys see the stat that he's played with DK's dad and DK? Oh, my gosh. I think he played with DK's dad in Chicago. He is old. Yeah, he's, he's older than you think. I thought he was retired. Um, Will Disley had a huge, huge, like, first for, like, three games, and then his knee just turned to dust. Or maybe it was his ACL. It was probably his ACL because that's what happens to every football player. Um, Jacob Hollister, former Patriot, stepped in, too. Tight end. That's, like, kind of a big floating question mark, though. Does Will step back up? Obviously, having Greg Olson there is nice. He still can catch. He can do. He can catch and hit the ground. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I give anything to Jacob Hollister. I think he's still a good two. But I think it's Will and Jacob. I think Greg's just there for mentorship. If he even stays, if he even makes the cut, to be honest at this point. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know. Look at their team. It's like we said. It, it's uh, it's gonna like always be Russell Wilson centric, but. Right. I mean, I think we've all said it. We're not betting against them, um, you know, for the for the over over nine wins there. I think that's a good safe bet. No, I mean, especially them being in the toughest division in football and constantly rising to the, right now, constantly rising to the top. That is true. And actually, looking at their schedule, um, <laughs> I mean, they got. I mean, say what you will about the Patriots, they're well coached. They got Falcons week one. They got Dallas. 
Um, they got the Vikings. They got the Bills. Uh, Eagles. I mean, they got That's actually a top star. Yeah, <laughs> top star. Damn. Ten wins. Know. I'm gonna go ten. <laughs> ten and six. <laughs> I'm gonna. Right I, I think I can lock that ten. But that, those first like five games, four or five games. Yeah. That's that's not fun to start off your season, especially worrying yeah. about all that in the order. I don't know. Ugh. I think I'm still locked to 10, like you said, 10 and 6. But um, Anything else you guys want to throw in before we get to boom, bust, sleeper? Because I don't think there's much else you can really say. Just rely on Russell Wilson to be Russell Wilson, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll kick this one off with my boom. I'm actually going to stick to Will Disley. I think Will Disley will bounce back. I think he will be fine, and I think he will still be a top-tier tight end and knock off Darren Waller. Ooh. Yeah. Hot take of the day. <laughs> Omar, right. take it. Uh, yeah, for, uh, so for the boom, I'm actually writing that down, little DJ Waller, number one tight end. Um, uh, <laughs> so the boom for the Seahawks, you know, I don't want to cop out the question here, but it's almost like, can I just pick, like, the two starting receivers for the Seahawks would be the combined boom because I'm looking, I'm trying to pick between Lockett and Metcalf and like, okay, if you want to say Lockett's a, uh, you know, ingrained gonna do well. All right. Then I'll pick Metcalf for my boom. But I think of any team only having like two targets on the outside or, you know, if Lockett moves to the inside as the, in the slot, I think Russell Wilson really has two guys that can make contested catches, can, yak yards can run mul- multiple different route combinations i think i still believe in metcalf's route running so i'm gonna go you know receivers but if you want to go specific i'll go metcalf just to make it uh just to make it fair here okay chris bowman uh exactly what omar just said oh, well. <laughs> <Can you> pick <laughs> one of them so i'll go with locket cool all right you're gonna go with the boy you exactly like you just said you cannot pick one of them it's going to be – if Wilson can connect with them, they're going to bring the ball down, and they're going to get their yards. And like he was saying earlier, Lockett's stats just keep going up and up. I mean, last year he had 82 receptions, over 1,000 yards. The thing I found weird about last year, though, his long was 44, which is surprising for me. So Lockett's look for him. Long? Hmm. Wow. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why you bring in a guy like DK, though. DK is the stretch out the field guy. Like he's not. DK is like putting Gronk as a wide receiver and then adding more muscle, though. Oh my it's gosh, yeah. if he comes <laughs> down with that ball, he's gonna take probably three players with him and get that extra 10, 15 yards. Him Man, falling I... alone and lowering his shoulder is gonna get him 10 yards. So it's. Both of them on each side of each other is just a huge threat. So I, I'll just take Lockett here just because I think he does have the stats to show that he can improve more as they keep going up. And Wilson knows he trusts both of them. So that's okay. my point. No, hey, it's, it's fair. Uh, you want to do your bust? Want me to do my bust? Because it's DK. <laughs> 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 All you guys are saying, like, DK, boom, DK, boom. I, I don't know why. I see a hard regression from the second year. Um, I think safeties learn to deal with him because he didn't really pop up 
too hot until the end of the year. Um, I, I think they find a way to pull someone back and just deal with that speed. And the most dangerous thing about him can be the jump ball too. Uh, DK is going to win that probably like 95% of the time. So if you can get someone athletic back there and lock him up, I, I don't think I don't think he has a chance through the secondary. Um, yeah, I, I think I see a big regression step on uh, DK's part. Also, fuck Ole Miss as a whole. But we'll pass that one through. Omar, give us your – or actually, Chris, sorry, I cut you off. You want to go with your bust? Yeah, what was yours? DK? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys just called him. Strange, Some... but my bust is going to be Greg Olson. Stop. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> We're coming at each other. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> he's, gonna, he's he's getting old, man. He's not on the Panthers yeah. anymore. Uh, Fact. <laughs> can't confirm. <laughs> Greg Olson, I think, kind of reminds me of Jimmy Graham. Where I, he can still bring the ball down. He's Wait. still a great tight end. <laughs> but he is getting old in age. And you can only take so much. Especially for a Seahawks offense that is really quick. Really built. Uh, I, when you run routes, Olsen's kind of getting slow. He's kind of getting old. Yeah. I think he will definitely be a bust. So you said Greg Olsen reminds you of um, my God, Jimmy Mike. Graham. Jimmy Graham. Thank you. Jesus. My brain's shot right now. <laughs> I want to point out Greg Olsen is two years older. I get what you're saying. I don't think either one of them have value, but if you, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think he's going to be a bust. Things be a hard. I, I think he will. I we'll see. You know what? All we can do is wait until the season comes. That's the true tell of time. Omar, give us your bust. Yeah. So bust. Um, I'm gonna go. Um, you know, I'm gonna go Chris Carson here. So. Um, where he's being drafted, I don't have the ADP on me right now, but if, if you're looking for like RB1 production from Chris Carson, I think I think he has the potential, but he's had fumbling problems last year. He is injured currently. Um, and even if he's healthy, even if he rectifies the fumbling issues, the Seahawks are one of those teams that's once they start doing something they like, they're going to kind of keep doing it. So I feel like if, if he's missing time early in the season, Russell Wilson's going to do his thing. He's going to run around throwing. So I actually, you know, kind of going with Metcalf as my boom, I'm kind of going with that whole narrative of Russell Wilson's going to have to win games. Russell Wilson's going to have to run around and pass the ball. Um, so I'm going with that. And I actually wanted to really input quick. If you had to have a quarterback and a receiver from the same team or two receivers from the same team, like let's say the draft board's just you know, falling this way and you're like, damn, like do I pick another one? I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to have Wilson and then both Seahawks receivers on your fantasy team. I mean, it's not – it's not great, but it's not like, oh, no, you know, I have to get anyone else. I mean, these are two good receivers for a good quarterback who's going to have a high passing volume. So, um, yeah, Chris Carson's my bust. Yeah, that's fair. That and the hip injury, too, man. Yeah, like, tough injury. Uh, that's a hard one. A uh, hip fracture? Like, that, that's yeah. not okay. Um, I can't imagine coming back. Also, his ADP right now, he's drafted around the 27. Okay. So, yeah. I don't, I don't have faith in him either. I think he's a big old butt. But that's just me. You know my sleeper already. We've already talked about it. Philip Dorsett, I feel like he's been undervalued in Indy. He's been undervalued in New England. He got buried. Philip Dorsett's finally going to have his year. <laughs> Shut your mouth. 
You so I'm stealing my sleeper in this spot. I hated Dorsett in New England. He dropped the ball so many times. James said, <laughs> watch, he's going to have a huge year. He's a workhorse. The dude, the dude, the stuff he puts in is insane. What did he have, three touchdowns in New England? I don't know. He was also buried. He's been buried. All right. Well, I'm going to get buried behind Jacoby Myers. Great. <laughs> you stole my sleeper. <laughs> so, uh, woohoo. My sleeper. Uh, Carlos Hyde. Okay. Because, as we were saying, Chris Carson, how much can we rely on him? Carlos Hyde is the second there. You come in, take some of the weight off Russell. Let's, if Carson gets injured or if he's just unreliable this year, give them options. So either Russell's not running the ball the whole time or for passing, he still has a running back to go with. So I think Carlos Hyde is kind of getting up there, but Carlos Hyde might I, Hyde might still have something left in the tank. I'd have to look at his red zone production in um, where is he Houston last year? Houston, yeah. But I don't I don't hate that honestly. I think you could get some good like goal line production out of him, but and it's hard to bet against Carlos Hyde, man. He's there. He's always there. He's going to be the new Al Gore. Oh, my God, the Al Gore. New, uh, <laughs> Whoa, politics in there as well? Yeah, we're throwing politics. <laughs> Curveball. Frank Gore. <laughs> he had over 1,000 rushing yards last year. Yeah, so, like, low-key was that. Sneaky. Pretty productive. I mean. That's what I'm saying. Don't sleep on Carlos. So, it might actually be a battle between him and Carson. Uh, I think Rashad Penny still exists. I mean, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count him out. But two injury-prone running backs ahead of him. Yeah. Stuff falls. Carlos Hyde lands right as RB1. Uh, who do you got, Omar? Yeah, so for my sleeper, um, I think the high picks you could pick. But I'm going to go actually a, even deeper of a sleeper here. Really looking at the roster hard. I actually really like Travis Homer. Now, a couple reasons. Let me defend this pick. Okay. So Travis Homer, he's he's young. I mean, number one, he's 21 years old. Um, he'll be 22 by the time the season starts. But young guy, fresh legs, number one. I think in addition, if he he played a little bit last year, but if he can learn to pass protect, I think he'll be their third down running back if Penny isn't healthy. That's a big if. You know, obviously that needs to be said. Penny could be obviously the, the number one running back here if Carson's not back or has still has fumbling issues. But Travis Homer, you know the Seahawks are going to use those receiving backs in, you know, those those no huddle situations down six with five minutes to go in the game where they're running the line of scrimmage. You know how Russell Wilson is calling different plays. If Homer has it all together and knows the offense, he's been doing his homework. I think that might be a really solid, especially in PPR leagues, um, for a deep, deep sleeper, something to keep your eye on, at least on the watch list. Maybe even a dynasty stretch. Shh, dad, dynasty league. Yeah. I, dude, I like it. Homer, he's also a U product, too. Um, that was the lamest thing I'll do all day. Um, all right. So let's round it up. Let's finish it off with another game full of question marks with a quarterback that you can never really count out, Sean Watson and the Texans. Oh, Bill O'Brien. Okay. Um... Where do we even start with good old Bill? Well, he's a terrible GM. We could say that. Terrible GM. Uh, they lose the best receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah. Up for debate, but the best receiver in the NFL right now. They, in turn, get Brandon Cooks and half mm -hmm. of another trade. They got David Johnson from that trade. 
who might be fantasy washed. <laughs> Chris's sweet boy, David Johnson. Uh, and then defensively, they lost some. Oh, no, I'm thinking of last year. Never mind. Um, I don't even know what he's trying to do to poor Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think, I think you bring up a good point with the Bill O'Brien, I think, is a good coach. Um, but he's kind of like, it's like that, uh, you can't do both. It's really hard to buy the groceries and, and cook the meals here. And I think him, him running the team, I, I don't know, giving away talent, just looking at the trade, it's still shocking. Like he, you know, I love David Johnson. I love David Johnson. I'm a huge David Johnson fan, but he couldn't even stand up straight last year. Mm-hmm. He, Bill O'Brien wanted David Johnson. Like he thinks getting David Johnson was a positive. <laughs> He thinks that's a, he thinks it's a stomp move. Oh my gosh! Since yes, David this. Johnson's thumb injury, he has not been the same, and he's just—it's unreliable. Yeah. It literally has tanked. I think as hard as a player can tank. Yeah, and he's 28. I mean, that but would, to I, get I, rid of your top, literally, probably the top one of the top wide receivers in the league. I'd say the. Or, I mean, it's. Yeah, we could argue that. The but... trade still blows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you guys covered it. And then on top of all that, is their O-line going to block? And is Deshaun Watson going to get the ball out of his hands? Because you can't forget, I mean, that first year, he went down with that strong leg injury in practice. That was – that. Was, <laughs> I'll remember that to this day. Like, just – I think I was, like, working or something, and I got a notification, like, Deshaun Watson was like, how the fuck did you get injured? Like, you're not even doing anything. And, like, just all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson out for the year with, like, huge, I think it was, like, a double tear. Um, you got to keep him safe, though. That guy's your franchise. That guy's a franchise quarterback. I, I don't think there's a question about that. Because he, after the comebacks he pulled off last year in the playoffs, I don't think you should be questioning that if you're the Texans. Yeah, you could you could argue you could argue the Texans, by, like, almost default, are, like, the third best team in the AFC. Um, which is... Yeah weird but like also like yeah like who else is there i mean you, like we were saying earlier ravens chiefs are top two yeah um but then it's kind of that battle for the third and the texans were kind of there um you know patriots can take a step back um steelers might be better with roethlisberger we'll get on that later but i think i think the texans yeah they're a good team like you said if they keep deshaun watson upright he'll mm-hmm. be completing balls to somebody i mean yeah they lose the best receiver they do they do have hook hooks was it an injury issue on, on his own? Is he going to be on the field too? Not um, only is he an injury issue, but on the other side, it's Will Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. If we were building an all-injury team, you'd have the majority of your players from the Texans. It's really, yeah. <laughs> David Johnson. I mean, minus Fuller. injuries, though, if we take injuries out, their wide receiver core really isn't that bad. No, we it's solid. Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Will Fuller, and Kenny Stills. Yeah. Which can produce... Granted, they're not all getting concussions and <laughs> within preseason. Not even – you say it, and then if you want to throw in Kiki Cutie in there, dude, he missed how much time last year with injuries also. This is insane. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, they should have signed Jamal Charles. <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to cap it around. Just to really get the IR team going. Yo, they're um, over under – they're over under seven and a half. Oh, I don't God. know how you feel about that. <laughs> I mean, look at their division, right? If they're playing two games against the Colts, the Titans, and the Jags. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think the Jags could surprise. I think Chark and Minshew might have something going. They have no a pretty faith. tough schedule, though. Yeah, I, I haven't actually looked at their their signs. Ready? Yeah, right. They, Vikings, Seahawks, Saints, Cowboys, Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, Vikings, Jaguars, Titans, Packers, Jaguars, Browns, Patriots, Lions, Colts, Bears, Colts. Oh, I think I read preseason. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Don't quote me on them all. Hold on. They start against the Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, Vikings, Jaguars, Titans, Packers, Jaguars, Browns, Patriots, Lions, Colts, Bears, Colts, Bengals, Titans. So, so their second half is weak, but that could, first half. Yeah. The they could first easily half start 0-4. I mean. They, yeah. They could start more than 0-4. Oh, man. That's brutal. I think I might change to the under, man. I don't see them beating the Titans. In both there too. Yeah. I can see them splitting the Titans. You think? They'll lose the first, and then once my boy Cole McDonald steps in, they'll lose the second. I mean, the Lions and Bengals might be easier for them. The Bears are probably a win. Should be. I gotta count tally this up. Let's say one, two. I'm gonna go over. Three, I'm gonna four, go over. five. I don't know where I stand on it. I think I gotta take take the under, man. It's just sad to say. I'm gonna take the over only because I know they'll beat the Browns. <laughs> because the Browns fucking suck. That's gonna be another one of those games where Hugh Jackson puts out a tweet like, I want to draft Deshaun Watson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. of course. He will. Cool, dude. Good call. Or Miles Garrett throws his helmet at someone else. Release another the assault charge. Release the tapes. Miles Garrett doesn't pop like that. Release the tapes. He kicked him in the dick and called him the end. Or I'm going to call it. <laughs> I stand by my man, Miles. Hey, I hate Mason Rudolph, so nothing against it. I have a lot of faith in Mason Rudolph, too. Um, <laughs> not one of my other proudest picks. So let's get into Boom Bust Sleeper, though. I think we're going to run the video. Uh, boom. Omar, you can kick this one. This is tough. <laughs> I'd say, let's go boom, but let's try to avoid Deshaun Watson. Okay, okay. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the easy one. All right, so if we're avoiding Deshaun Watson, for all our fans out there, um, I think the boom, you know, I, I actually I actually really like Duke Johnson. Yeah. Um, I think I think coming in last year, um, you know, getting traded, but really, you know, couldn't really learn the playbook 100% all year even and started getting really involved towards the end. He kind of was like that makeshift, like, slot-type player, but from the running back position. Um, I think Bill O'Brien really wanted him. I think it shows because he traded for him, and I think he likes playing him. And I think what we've been talking about, look, David Johnson's – I mean, we can all bet on that at least. He's going to get hurt over under two and a half injuries for the year. I think I'm going to take the over on that one. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go Duke Johnson. If he's not the number one running running back, I think he's going to get a solid amount of receptions. So I'm going to go Duke as my, uh, as my boom. Okay. I like that pick, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm with that. You're going to go Duke, too? Duke's Mayo? Duke Mayo Ball? You want to? You want up? Go. I'm going to go Brandon Cooks. Hmm? When you're the okay. only dude out there, he still has the ability. I mean, once I keep saying Perry, but, like, when he was in L.A., he was traded there to be the guy, like a big guy, but then 
like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup showed up and were actually like talented. So I think he still has a little bit left in the tank. He's also not that old. He's under 26, maybe. I th- he like I looked it up and it was surprising how young Brandon Cooks actually is. Yeah, 26. He's at least 28. No. no, 26. Yeah, 26. He'll be 27 in September. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I still have faith in Brandon Cooks, um, which also, yeah, that, that doesn't suit me right. I feel like he's been in the league forever. Um, he's been in the league words. So I'll take him. I think he still has a lot of production left in him, especially if he's the guy. I have a lot of faith in Deshaun Watson throwing the ball, unlike Kirk Cousins. Um, so on that end, I'll take Brandon. All right. Uh, I'm going to stick with the wide receivers here. I'm going to take Will Fuller. Uh, also 26. As your uh, sleeper or your bust? Oh, your boom. My boom. Oh. Well, there's no Hopkins anymore. Some wide yeah. receivers are going to have to step up. I think he can be that one that steps mm-hmm. up. Do you disagree with that? No, I mean, I, I'm debating putting him as my sleeper, to be honest. I actually I, love that pick. I think he's so good, but he's always hurt. It's just like, but yeah, yeah when he's on the field, he is, he's making plays. Granted, he's only 170 pounds. That's crazy. He's six <laughs> feet tall, 170. He's, you get hit. Oh the linebacker hits him, he's out, you know, for the rest of the game. But I think he's a great player, honestly. He's a great wide receiver. Just yeah. but we as we were talking, the Texans, the whole team's injury prone. So yeah. It's all about staying healthy. And uh we moving on to bust. Yeah, kick it. Ooh, I'm not really sure on my bust. But spin the wheel, man. You're gonna oh, oh, no, I already <laughs> David Johnson. I mean, I think that's fair enough to be all three of ours. <laughs> the guy has I think that's left. easy. <laughs> he yeah. has nothing left. The poor man. I loved him way back in the day. He was the top running back in, what, 2015, 2014? And after that thumb injury, he can't even hold the ball anymore. So Insane. Just don't even try to pick him up. <sighs> I agree, and people are drafting him as, as as if they're getting like a running back, like a starting running back, which I guess technically he is. But yeah. I mean, I'm gonna double down on what you just said. I think he's my he's my bust, um, and I think it's for the reasons we've been saying. He he's injury prone, but even if he's on the field, he literally. I mean, watch watch some of the games last year. He couldn't stand up straight. It is really hard to watch. It was almost you felt bad for him. And like you said, I was a huge fan of him too. You know, I drafted him in the first round last year. That burned me. And, um, you know, and I think he brings everything you'd like. I mean, he's big, big bodied. He's nimble footed when he's healthy. He can break tackles. He can catch. He can pass block. But he's going to play. He's going to play maybe 11 games, 12 games. But he's going to be battered and destroyed for most of them. Uh, yeah, he's my bust. Yeah. <laughs> There's no fighting around it. I want to try to talk myself into David Johnson but I just can't seem to do it. I, I can't seem to like, like convince myself that five years has been enough time for him to heal up whatever ailment has fucking killed him. So I think I'll lock in DJ too. Just sad. <laughs> what a collapse. Really sad. I agree. Um. So then I have my sleeper, right? Yeah. So I'm actually gonna take your boom 
I think it's going to be Duke Johnson. I love Duke. I loved him in the Browns. It's kind of sad to see him leave. Uh, happy for him because I thought he was going to get a lot more playing time. I think the dude has a wealth of potential as a pass catching back. Um, he's pretty good in the run game too. I mean, that's obviously why he got drafted. But I think using utilizing him, you could push him out to the slot and still make him work really well. Um, he's versatile like that. So I think Duke has a huge year, especially because of how bad David Johnson is. Yeah, actually, like your the way you just structured your picks better than mine. Um, I think Duke is more is better put at the sleeper spot, but um, and I think my you know if I could redo it now, we're not doing it, but if I could, my boom would be Will Fuller. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll go with my sleeper. Uh, you know, I was looking at their team, and I'm really just trying to find somebody who's just really going to come up. I mean, they have five receivers that could all play, especially with all the injuries. Again, it's like we said that we keep saying it, but I think for me. Um, I kind of like Jordan Atkins. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be your, he's not a tight end one, but I think he's a guy who's going to, I mean, he is a athlete. Um, I know Darren Fells was kind of their number one tight end, but he's getting up there in age. He's 34 years old. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of grabbing at straws here, but they're, I mean, they got to have a tight end that does something. I mean, there's only a certain amount of balls that can go around. So I don't know if they're even going to play tight ends, but if they do, if they got a tight end on the field and it's, it's Jordan Atkins. I think that guy's a great athlete. He can catch a lot of balls and look for him in the red zone for some touchdowns. So that's my deep sleeper there. Okay. Chris? So I'm actually going to stay in the tight ends here. And Jordan Atkins is a great pick. I'm going to go with Jordan Thomas, who's really their number three. But last year, he was horrible. One reception. Eight yards. <laughs> yards. <laughs> I love your, I love your, your sleeper strategy. 2018, like, yeah, though. Last year. <laughs> 2018, he was averaging... 10.8 yards per catch and with 20 receptions and 215 and four touchdowns. So, I mean, again, it all comes down to injuries. Who has to step up? For me, my sleepers is all about predicting. And you can't really predict if you don't know everything, but it's someone to look at for that second or first tight end if no one else is producing. And he can catch the ball. He can bring it in, you know. At 10.8 yards per carry or yards per catch is pretty damn good. When you're only getting yeah. 20 receptions. So if if Watson needs someone to look to, he, he's reliable enough to look that way. But same with Atkins. So this tight end core is actually pretty strong when you look at your sleepers and you look at your tight ends. They just don't utilize them as much as they should. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. Hey, man. All right. So I think that wraps up the look forward for these four. We have one question from our fans today. Uh, it's actually from our internet friends at Harder Yard. Hey, guys, shout out. And it ties back into the Texans. Will the Texans remain a playoff team this season? All right. Um, so from what we were picking, uh, whoever picked the over <laughs> win total, I think yes. <laughs> Um, I think literally it's all going to come down to, I think the injuries, you can, you can mix and match with the receivers and the running backs. But I think if Deshaun Watson's healthy, I think they make the playoffs. I think that's, I think I can put it as simply as that from my perspective. I think you're right. I think he has like the, like I said before, the Russell Wilson kind of X factor where he like decides games. Um, I don't think they make it this year. I think this is a growing pains year, but they're not growing in the right direction. They're kind of growing like outwards. Um, I, I I think they need to pull the reins out of Bill O'Brien's hands and let him coach. Uh, so I yeah. think this year, no. 
I, th- I think I'm take the under. I think it's a no. So I'm going to go opposite there where I agree with everything you said. I think they can remain a playoff team. Like, Bill O'Brien needs to go. I don't like, like Omar said, he's not a bad coach. I don't think he needs to leave. He's a good coach, but no. when you start trading your top player for oh, yeah. a, a running back who's no longer a top running back, a Hopkins, he could have got anyone in the league he wanted. I think anybody would have taken Hopkins for... Yeah. Honestly, he probably could have traded for Julio. Hopkins for Julio, and it probably would have went through. But you can't be doing that and then expect David Johnson and a couple cheeseburgers in return. (laughs) So Bill O'Brien needs to go, but the team itself, if it can stay healthy, I mean, like we said, they have five decent wide receivers they can utilize. Brandon Cooks is pretty good. Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb. Uh, I mean, I see them making playoffs at least. At least wild card. Okay. Yeah. I think you can see them in the wild card weekend. Those nice Saturday matchups. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that wraps up the show. Omar, thank you so much for joining us. You are welcome. Thanks back for having me. Good uh, time. Before, before we let you go, uh, Nittany Lions nine and a half. What do you got? Oh, that's a that's an over. Uh, I'm looking for <laughs> I'm looking for some great things from their quarterback, um, and uh, I'm going over uh, for my Nittany Lions. And then, um, oh, watch out for also they got a sick linebacker. Um, so for next year's draft, he is a beast, like the next Jalen Smith w- without the ACL injury. Uh, really? Some, All some, right, we'll keep an eye on the Penn State this Some year. tidbits. Uh, so once again, thank you, Omar, Chris. Anything you want to say before we cut it? Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Omar, for joining us. Um, that's about it for me. I'm still that was very I, my head's gone. I like lost my brain. I think I left it somewhere because right. I got no thoughts today. It's all right. We'll wrap it there. Thank you as always, everyone who left comments and questions. Uh, like, subscribe, do all the stuff. Let us know. If you hate us, you love us, whatever. Either way, thank you, Boda World. Um, yeah, that is it. See you later.